All the latest business news from WA, delivered daily. At close of business, news briefing. Good afternoon and welcome to the At Close of Business podcast. I'm Isabel Vieira with your Thursday afternoon headlines. Liontown Resources has been hit with legal action by an East Coast-based private company in a dispute over the interpretation of a third-party royalty at its Kathleen Valley Lithium project. The dispute between Liontown and private company DREM PTY LTD centres around the composition of a legacy 2% royalty on gross sales from the project. In an announcement this morning, Liontown said it had received notice that DREM had filed legal proceedings seeking declarations in relation to the interpretation of relevant documents and the amount of royalty payable. The historical royalty, which was disclosed by Liontown in the project's definitive feasibility study released in 2021, applies to some of the tenements which now make up Kathleen Valley. According to the DFS, Kathleen Valley is principally located across four mining leases, with one excluded from the royalty agreement. To read more, visit businessnews.com.au. In other news, the estimated cost of redevelopment work at RAF-based Learmonth near Exmouth is $662 million, a Department of Defence submission to a federal inquiry has revealed. The project, involving an upgrade to the airfield at RAF Learmonth to facilitate KC-30A aircraft, was previously designated funding from an almost $4 billion pool designated to upgrade defence bases in the nation's north. The Department of Defence submission confirms the anticipated cost of redevelopment work at Learmonth is 662 million. dollars. The work will allow KC-30A aircraft to use the existing runway and parallel taxiway at the facility and create connecting taxiways and dedicated parking aprons for large aircrafts, including KC-30A, for the unloading of cargo, explosives and weaponry. The KC-30A is the largest aircraft in the defence fleet and is a modified A330 Airbus which provides strategic airlifting and air-to-air refuelling. The upgrades to the northern bases were announced earlier this year off the back of the Defence Strategic Review, which identified the bases as an immediate priority for upgrades to protect the nation's security interests. And lastly, funds manager Greenpool Capital has bought Northern Suburbs Neighbourhood Centre Dianella Plaza for $76 million, flagging possible expansion plans. Perth-based Greenpool bought the 17,000-square-metre site on the corner of Grand Promenade and Alexander Drive from retail property group Vicinity Centres. The 95% occupied asset was sold for $76.25 million through an off-market sale campaign managed by CBREs Simon Rooney and James Douglas. The neighbourhood shopping centre is anchored by Woolworths and Coles, the Reject Shop and 54 specialties and kiosks along six, alongside six pad sites. Greenpool plans to introduce a range of income-oriented and residential-based mixed uses to the centre, taking advantage of the underutilised land. That's all from me. Up next on the podcast, Nadia Budihadro and Mark Bayer discuss the business success of Zella DC. Want to reach the 1% of people who make 80% of business decisions in Western Australia? Business leaders and influencers trust Business News for accurate, independent and insightful news, editorial and intelligence across every sector, every day. Place your brand in front of WA's business, political and community decision makers with our integrated platforms encompassing print, digital, podcast and events. Contact our team of experienced account managers to find out more. Visit businessnews.com.au forward slash advertise. 
Welcome back to At Close of Business. I'm Nadia Budihajo. Today I'm joined by Mark Beyer, who will be talking about an article he wrote in the recent edition of the Business News magazine. Mark, you wrote about Zella DC, a local company operating out of Osborne Park, but it has a global reach. It makes micro data centres initially designed for the mining sector, but now it's found all over the world. Tell me a little bit about this business story. Yeah, thanks, Nadia. Uh, Look, Zella, um, I've met these people a few times over the years. Really interesting story. They operate from a very innocuous little factory unit in Osborne Park, and you'd have no idea that they're developing some really clever technology and, as you say, exporting it around the world. Mm. They've got about... 80 customers globally, and they've got hundreds of their micro data centres deployed around the world. So I think the concept of a data centre is fairly well known, uh, and I think we think of it in terms of cloud computing. So instead of each business having their own servers, they sort of contract out data storage and processing normally to a very large organisation. You know, Next DC is an right, ASX company, yep. very prominent uh, with their data centre in central Perth. Now, that works well for many people in many situations, but Zeller has found this niche of people that want a data centre on their premises without having to develop it and install it themselves. Mm. So um, Angie Keeler, she's the chief executive, she talks about it as being a bit like the flat pack of data centres. So their products, they look a bit like a fridge. They're around the size of a typical household (laughs) fridge, but it's got all the smarts inside and it comes in a DHL courier box and you (laughs) unpack it, you plug it in and off you go. Speaking about Angie Keeler, she described Zella as a continual R&D revolution. What sort of tech are the team working on at the moment? Yeah, look, um, they've been going for more than a decade and they're just constantly looking to refine what they've got. The latest one they're working on is called the Zella Stack, uh, which they're looking to launch next year. So it's essentially it's lighter, it's more rugged and it's smaller than the company's Mm. existing models. And as the name implies, you can stack multiple units on top of each other. So one may be sufficient or you might want two or three or Mm. more uh, depending on what the needs of your business are. And the kind of people, the clients they've got, Universal Studios in the US. Mm, wow. They've got a big pharmaceutical business in the US. They won um, tender against international competition. And one of the most intriguing examples, there's a client called Internet Initiative Japan, a bit of a mouthful. <laughs> but they're a very large internet service provider in that country. But they've got international operations. They've recently installed one of these micro data centres at a hydro power station in Iceland. Uh It's monitored from IIJ's uh, European control room in London and it's all about testing a network of data centres on what they call the edge of the network. So Perth Tech being used in a really interesting application um, on the other side of the globe. Talk about globalisation. I mean, just bringing it back to WA, there seems to be momentum around tech innovation in in the state at the moment. You recently reported on a state government contract to explore the viability of a Fraunhofer Institute in WA. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. How do initiatives like that tie into stories like this one of Zella DC? So Zella had a little bit of help 
from a Australian government program called the Advanced Manufacturing Growth Centre. They got about $400,000 of government money and then had to match that with their own funding. And this AMGC program is in fact inspired by what the Fraunhofer Institute has been doing in Germany for more than 75 years. At its core, it's all about applied research. So you've got lots of boffins in universities doing what we might call pure research. But the focus here is saying, OK, we need to get bang for buck. We need to make sure there are some tangible results coming out of research. So along with the government grant that Zeller DC got, um, part of it was about, OK, who are you working with? Well, they worked with a lot of people at the universities um, and a range of other organisations. So it's bringing together sort of the skills of specialist researchers with the commercial needs of industry. Now, this is what, um, you know, when you think about the German economic success story um, over many years, you know, this is a big theme that they've had of pulling together all the right people, all the right skills mm. in a very focused, very applied, very commercial way. And so it's interesting that the WA government, as I say, has awarded this contract to the Fraunhofer Institute to establish the feasibility of setting up one of these institutes in Perth with a particular focus on clean energy technology and decarbonisation. Because we've talked a lot about all these giant wind farms yeah. and all these giant solar farms that we want to have here. For that to work, we need to develop local industry that can support the rollout of all those renewable energy projects. You know, that means new manufacturing capability. So this is one step the state government is looking at to help us on what is a really big challenge. Perth could be a place to watch in terms of progress in this in this sector, for sure. To read Mark's full story, you can find it in the December 11 to January 14 edition of the Business News magazine or online from today. Mark, thank you for joining me. Thanks, Nadia. The latest business news delivered daily. Subscribe and rate the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. For all the latest business news, visit businessnews.com.au.